It's season nine and we're feeling fine because it is the holiday time. Welcome to the Silver Bells season. In this season, we will be exploring not only interviews with the past Silver Bells, but also talking about movies, about Christmas, and we will also be documenting our trip to Richmond to see the Silver Bells. So stick with us. We're going to take a quick break and we will be right back. In 1985, Tyler was meeting Justin at their favorite arcade, Longshot. Just as Justin was about to confess his love for Tyler, the world changed. Blending elements of 1980s pop culture and LGBTQIA fiction, we journey through this incredible experience that brings them closer together as they fight against a world trying to keep them apart. Listen to Longshot on Anchor FM, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, today you have just Ryan and I, no Matt. He's hosting a drag show. Yeah, so sorry that it's just us, but, uh, you know, the, the drag show must go on. Yeah, and in light of that, uh, on a related note, we're here to talk about 1986's Smoky Mountain Christmas. The Dolly Parton's a Smoky Mountain Christmas. Well, she's basically a drag queen, and so is the yes, witch in yes, this, exactly. for all intents and purposes. Jezebel. If you have not seen this film, you can see it for free on YouTube. It was a made-for-TV film. And real quick, with my history of this, yeah, I had never seen it. Okay. I didn't think. As I'm watching it this time, I'm watching and I'm like, I've never seen this. This is some strange stuff. And I get to the last like 20 minutes and I'm like, I've seen this part. <laughs> and I figured out that it, it aired on December 14th, 1986, which was a Sunday. And I was at church. Yeah. So I didn't get to see it until I came home from church. And it was the last 20 minutes because I remember John Ritter as the judge. Um, but anyway, that did you watch it back then when it was on? Not only did I watch it, I taped it. Oh. On VHS. It, it was Dolly Parton. I mean, I, huge fan all my life. Um, so I did watch this, did tape it, did rewatch it uh, several Christmases in a row. I think as a, I was eight years old, um, I think as a young gay in the mountains of Pennsylvania, I was like, who are these fabulous women who have fabulous hair and one seems to have magical powers, not seems to, does have magical powers. Um, so it starts out, Dolly's <laughs> playing, uh, what's her name, Lorna? Yeah, Lorna something. Uh, who's a country singer. Yeah. And it's, is it LA? Mm-hmm. That she's in, and she's got she's got this like huge house, and all these people surrounding her. It opens up on a filming of a video. She's filming a video, and she's just not feeling it. Yeah, and they, what's funny about that is like they've hired all these dancers, they've built a set. There's pyrotechnics. She's like, can't we just go to a field and have some birds? And, <laughs> and, and the manager's like, who is Rene Aubergenois? Yeah, Aubergenois from Benson, and he played Od uh, Odo on uh, Deep Space Nine, Star Trek. Yes. Um, he says, we're not doing it. Like, ends the music video in the middle of filming, which is a big swing. And we're also introduced at this time, at towards the end of that, to Dan Hedaya, uh, the paparazzi. Okay. <laughs> so I wrote, oh, it's Morty from the First Wives Club. <laughs> <laughs> he's He's been in so many things. I remember him from the Tortellis. 
when uh, yeah he was in a sitcom for yep. one season. I watched. I that. think it was a spinoff of something. Of Cheers. It was a spinoff of Cheers. Yeah. You're totally right. Yeah. Yeah. It was Carla and her yeah, husband. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Um, so <laughs> she decides that. She just needs some time. She hasn't even written any songs lately, so she needs some time. She calls a friend who we never meet who has a cabin in the Smoky Mountains and is like, I want to use your cabin. Now, I don't remember. Does she call him, uh, call the friend before Dan Hedaya breaks into her house? Yes, because she has the directions to the right. cabin Right, that's right. Down. That's how he gets them. That's right. So this paparazzi guy is unusually aggressive, breaks into her house. Well, gets caught at her window because the dogs are chasing her and that was fun. begs to be let in. Filmmakers, please stop putting because so many listen to this podcast. I know. Please stop putting barking dogs in things <laughs> just to establish that we're in a town or what. It, it happens far too often and it causes chaos in my house. But anyway, um, she lets him in. Uh, yeah. Calls uh, her her uh, butler, who is also somebody. He's a, he's a famous actor as well. Yeah, uh, and and says get rid of him and. Uh, he winds up staying around. He's taking pictures behind her back. Takes pictures of her directions to the yep. cabin, which, you know, he's going to follow her. Yeah. Um, so she gets pulled over. <clears throat> well, first of all, she leaves. In a friend's tri- uh, pickup truck. And uh, doesn't tell anybody that she's leaving. No. And so we. this is the end of the L.A. story, basically. Basically, they think that she has been kidnapped or is missing. Um, and... You will just, perhaps be murder, and we get that at the beginning, and then they literally never come back to that. But I, I wrote down a short. I have notes, guys. I don't often do notes. I have notes because I said I'm going to write down something anytime it's just bonkers. There's three pages. Uh, so I wrote down. I love the mountains. I think because a home of our own, that wonderful Christmas film that Ryan likes. Uh, we did yesterday. We're going to do The Homecoming next, the Walton Christmas movie. I'm picking these movies. And I'm like, what? what's the common theme? I miss driving back to Pennsylvania and seeing the mountains at winter. It is such a different thing. And I think I just seek that out in, in you know, holiday films. But she's go- Well, yeah. I mean, all of them are holiday films except for Home of Our Own. But that's besides the point. It is adjacent. <laughs> all right. So uh, she's driving through this beautiful, picturesque, Smoky Mountain snow everywhere that's fake. Yeah, uh, beautiful for YouTube. <laughs> yeah, the, the transfer on this, if you're going to watch it. Um, uh, it is available on DVD, I think. Yeah, but, I mean, don't buy it. It's <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I mean, I would never watch it on a regular basis, but maybe every three or four years, just because it is, it is batshit crazy. crazy. This is a basically how did this get made level film that we're doing today if you've not seen it and you know uh it's directed by the wonderful henry henry winkler Winkler, the fonz himself the principal from scream uh he's on barry and won another emmy what a arrested development Development, what what not he's uh yeah amazing that he directed this um i don't want to say piece of shit but it's like its own thing. It's got a cult following. It does. It's its own thing. It, it it's a it's a takeoff of Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. So she goes. It's she so gets, bizarre. She gets pulled over by the sheriff. Yeah. Of the the town she's going to in the Smoky Mountains, and he is played by Bo Hopkins, uh, famous actor, uh, Wild Bunch, whatnot, uh, Midnight and, Express. And she is women out there living in the world. I am so sorry for men and the bullshit that. 
Like, she is straight up sexually harassed in this pullover. Like, uh, the smarmy things he says to her, he says, she has sunglasses on, he's like, oh, it's a pity you had in those eyes. And like, uh, yeah, just, just disgusting. Ugh. And then we meet Jezebel. Well, I wrote, turn around and witch. <laughs> so there's this woman with dark hair with like an, a, a little light blonde ombre at the crown of her head. Played by Anita Morris. She's on a black horse. And she says that she owns the sheriff, and her name is Jezebel, yes. And and you're not, I think, she, were mountain witches brought up later? Like, mountain witches are a thing, her grandmother, like, said that they were a thing or whatever. That That's said later on, right? Well, we know she's magic because she disappears. Yeah, she's and then gone. he shakes his head like, zoiks, oh. these witches. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's Again, obviously fake snow. It looks like suds at places, and it probably was soap suds and things. Um, and they don't seem to care. They're living in this false environment that feels kind of perfect for the story. So he lets her go. She she gets free from this horrible misogynist sheriff played by Bo Hopkins, and uh, she gets to the cabin uh, that her friend has. That has. Nobody's been there. It's established for a long period of time, and she gets there, and the fire is going. Uh, there's squirrel stew on the stove. Uh, and uh, she's like, oh, great. She she must have come up here and fixed it up for me. And she falls asleep, and then the little rascals... In a beautiful white uh, yeah, frock. Dolly that... has never looked more gorgeous. Oh, my goodness. I will say that. Um, then the little rascals arrive, I wrote, or the seven dwarves, yeah, basically. Seven of them, yeah. And they're very cagey about where their parents are. Their parents are on a trip. She and... calls them out on it, though, immediately. Well, and then the little one says something like, when our mama die, and then somebody goes, shh, Mary. Um, it's kind of obvious. Uh, one of the kids is played by uh, the kid that was came in at the end of Different Strokes that everybody hated. Uh, he played like Cousin Sam, and his, his name is Danny Cooksey. He plays Jasper in this, the little redhead kid. Um, and when I saw him, I had an immediate reaction. Like, oh, yeah, Sam from Different Strokes. Another nice piece of foreshadowing dialogue from one of the kids. If you call the police, they'll take us back to the... Yeah, right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so she knows something's up, and she she says, I think you got all the lying to me. Well, she makes a deal that she won't tell anyone about them if they don't tell anybody about her being there. Until and after Christmas. Until after Christmas. Then we'll figure it all out. Yeah. Um... Jake is the name of the tough, grumpy, oldest Older, boy, yeah, leader oldest of boy, the, yeah. the group. Um, then they talk about Mountain Dan, who is the meanest man alive who eats children. Um, Played by Lee Majors, the great Lee Majors, the $6 million man, the fall guy himself. Yeah. And a very manly, manly beard. Oh, yeah. 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 Um, so... Is Dolly sleeping in a bed and the kids are then made to sleep on the floor and in barns? It's unclear. They're sleeping in strange areas with hay. Um, and Dolly's in the bed. And I guess that's fine. Um, oh, my God. Hmm. Sorry, I was just looking up the kid that played Jake. His name is Chad Sheets. He died in 1998 at the age of 26. Oh, wow. I wonder what the story is behind that. Way to bring it down, Rye. Yeah, sorry. I was just like, oh my goodness. Because <laughs> I recognized him because he was like on Magnum P.I. and a couple other things at the same time. Well, the littlest girl is sick and Dolly takes her to the doctor. Which is also a vet. Yeah. And played by the father of Ron... 
I think it's Ron Howard's father that plays the doctor. He has a light up blinking bow tie, which now you see that kind of stuff all the time. But in the eighties is insane and he there's a big close-up on it blinking and i'm like why was that a choice and just a quirk just quirky choices right and you got you know dolly wrote this and she's working closely with henry winkler who's a pro and really wanted to like probably show dolly's vision and being inside of her head is kind of like a a country uh mountain uh, fairy tale. Well, she co-wrote, so a lot of this stuff has to come from her life. Absolutely. And just characters that she recalls. So I, I just, there's just crazy choices. Not only is he vet and a doctor, but he says something about like, you go broke if you only work on things with two legs. So, and he has Which is tr- probably true in the, in the mountains. Sure. Uh, but the, when he, when she first meets Dan, Dangerous Dan was his name? Mountain Dan. Mountain Dan. Dangerous yeah. Dan. Uh, is he saves her life because Jezebel is trying to freaking kill Dolly Parton. Lorna. Okay, so we'll get to that next. But before that is the bar scene. Oh, right. So, so apparently the sheriff has just seen Dolly again. And just because he saw her, here comes Jezebel. My note is a witch walks into a bar. And, oh, right, Dan Hedaya comes in with a picture of uh, Lorna, of Dolly, trying to find out if anybody's seen her or whatever. And all the glasses go kind of on an angle in the bar. And uh, she's doing this with her fingers, and she basically says, you know, uh, he saw, because he saw her again, that, that she's mad anyway. Then she breaks everyone's glasses <laughs> the sheriff says, she can't keep doing this. <laughs> I'm like, wait a minute. This has happened before? And then, yes, that's when the bartender says, I gotta start using plastic. Yeah, like this happens all the time. Like he's always hitting on women. Oh my God. And Jezebel, for some reason, likes him. And everyone's just like, it's just the town witch again. Up yeah. to her old antics. I mean, yeah. it's, it's so... Oh, we're used to these mountain witches up here. Now, this next moment is brought to you by a little kind of veiled Dolly Parton racism moment. <laughs> it is 1986, but among the children is a young African-American child who's adorable. His name is Stringbean. And she says... It's hey, her reflection. Hey, Stringbean, how do you get in this family? Because <laughs> they're all white. <laughs> so he explains that they adopted him. She's like... Oh, Which well, is a very nice thing the how he describes it she said well i think that makes sense (laughs) i just went whoa racist dolly Uh, Um, but she was trying to be inclusive in in 1986 yeah uh so jezebel visits lorna she follows her there's lots of quote unquote acting in this scene the witch is like calling to her and doing all these arm gestures and dolly is reaching out and lorna it's so extra and that's when she almost falls into the river but Mountain Dan is there to save her. Yep. Um, and then she uh, he makes a tea, and he's like, she's like, oh, I remember this from when I was a kid. I used to have this all the time. My grandmother made it for me. Which is probably true. Yeah. Uh, he's been looking after the children and tells Dolly that they are orphans. Uh, the next note I have is paparazzi, paparazzi and witch attack. Well, I mean, he she invites him to come to... Uh, 
the cabin the next day. Mm-hmm. Um, she goes back to the cabin. He does actually wind up showing up at the cabin. Yeah, and the kids are like, you invited him? Throughout all of this, though, she has found her mojo and is writing songs again. So yeah. you do get a holiday song every once in a while. And they're good songs. They're Dolly Parton songs. You know, they're simple, beautiful. Just, I mean, her, her guitar playing is great, too. Beautiful. With those freaking nails. Well, like, each one of her fingers is a pick. I mean... Well, yeah, but on on the left hand, you gotta... She's, like, doing, like, uh... uh I can't think of uh, like chords with just one finger and yeah. and and then plucking. So it's like how because I can't even see how she can put her fingers upon the strings. And she has explained that she doesn't understand how to live without nails that long. She uses them to her favor, but she's just so used to it. Um, but I, I see the kids also at this point have grown on or to warm up to Lorna, and they want her to be their mom. Um, and this is not a slight on Dolly Parton. I'm not saying that she's not an actress. I am saying she is a wonderful person and personality, and all of it is very real. And what she does in a film is basically just be herself. And it, it's not really acting. She's just kind of saying the lines. I mean, even when you think about her great work in things like Steel Magnolias or... Um, what was Straight Talk. No, I'm just joking. Not that one. <laughs> Nine to five. Nine to five. I mean, she's just kind of being herself, which is, you know, a wonderful thing. But it's it's an interesting thing. I, you know, everyone else is like, duh, Stephen. She's just Dolly Oh, by the way, I believe, I may be misremembering, or that's not a word. I may not be remembering correctly, but I think Tony Bill, who directed A Home of Our Own, directed Rhinestone as well. I mean, I'm just just saying. He clearly improved upon (laughs) his skill for A Home of Their Own. Um, So... Anyway, Dolly ends up getting herself in jail. The sheriff is like trying to basically like just keep her and like seduce her in jail. It's really gross. Well, the, what happens is the kids get taken back to uh, it was not, it's a house, right? It's a with the like two li- horrible ladies, Slater sisters, or something. That's yeah, and they are awful. Um, Dolly's in jail. An old woman walks in, and a dispatch comes through that there's been all this. Uh, muggings or crime whatever and she says well i'm not leaving the old lady says i'm not leaving uh with all this crime out you've got to go take care of it and anyway then the old lady who is suspicious from the beginning comes and says i heard you were locked up and i had to come and bake you some of my i think they say stinkberry pie <laughs> i'm pretty sure and I'm like, oh, I wouldn't eat that. And then they, she says, well, what's in it? It's apples and spice and everything nice. And I'm like, but what's a stinkberry then? <laughs> it's apple pie. I'm sorry, it was Bob Clark, the director of A Christmas Story, that directed Rhinestone, so I was incorrect. Well, so. Yeah. His, his oh, my God, he went down later <laughs> on in life. <laughs> um, so, anyway, she gives her a piece of the pie, and she brings... Um, cutlery and... Oh, I think the little old lady is played by Ron Howard's mother. Okay, well, yeah. she's chilling um, as this old lady. You're, you're suspicious, but Dolly is none the wiser. It's a poison pie, and it makes Dolly fall asleep. Um, Which is Snow White. And Sleeping Beauty. And Sleeping Beauty, yeah. Um, yeah, because it's the apple. Yeah. yeah, it's the old so lady it's, and so the it's, apple. So it's the pie. See, parallels. The apples on the pie, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Henry, Henry Winkler knew what he was doing. Stinkberry, though. <laughs> Um, so 
she falls asleep. There's a jailbreak in which one horse is used to pull a brick wall down. Yeah, so now at this point, Dan Hedaya, the, the paparazzi, has joined forces yeah. with Lee Majors, with, with Mountain Dan. And yeah. uh, so they use Lee Majors' horse to tie... <laughs> A rope and with Dan Hidea on the on the horse, not even Lee Majors on the horse, but Dan Hidea on the horse, who has no idea how to ride a horse, and he ties it up, and then they pull the side, the wall out of the uh, of the jail. Bonkers, like that's magic. So then, like, how do we wake her up? So of course, Mountain Dan tries to give her a kiss. That doesn't work. And they're like, that's not it. It's the tears of Jake. It's Jake the. The really grumpy leader kid cries on her face, which I'm like, unsanitary and disgusting. But that <laughs> brings her back to life. And then they steal the freaking sled, the sleigh. Well, before that, Jezebel comes back. She's right outside. Like, oh, that's right. The pie didn't work. And then she's like, okay, well, you can have, Dolly says, you can take me. Um, but before I die... I just want a piece of that pie. It was so, so good. good. And she tricks her. She tricks her. And she's like, well, let me taste it. What did I do wrong? And then she says, good night, Irene. You tricked me. Anyway. And she the... falls asleep with her hands up like like frozen. Yeah. Which yeah. is extra. It's a choice. Dolly didn't fall asleep like that. No. Yeah. No, she fell asleep beautifully. Yeah. She's Dolly. Anyway, they, they go to, they steal there's a whole... Th- well, they go break out the kids. They do. They d- try to figure out how to do it, so they dress up as Santa and Mrs. Santa. And kidnap all these children, and... And that whole kidnapping thing was, like, so far-fetched. Santa is basically hugging the two old ladies <laughs> to hold them while they steal the children, and then Dan Hedaya gets in it, and then, like, dancing, kind of. What?! They're on a crime spree at this point. Yeah. They have defaced public property, stealing children. It's wild. Um... And then the the wildest thing of all happens, which is this trial that is the judge. Oh right, the the sheriff catches them, and uh, they're going to to go to trial with John Ritter. Yep, as the judge, doing a interesting Southern accent, and a very like effete judge. Like he's very sassafras. He's like, oh, look, can you sit down? Look, children, I think he knows how to sit down. There He's it comes. so exasperated. There's the sit. Yeah. And he only did this for Henry Winkler because they were friends. Well. Uh, but he, he gets, it's it's funny. It is, but it's the most insane wrap-up, de- like, deliberation of a trial ever. Like, they've committed all these crimes, but then the sheriff has also committed crimes. And then the Slater sisters or whatever are never running the orphanage again because I guess they're bad people because they lost the kids that but, were stolen. But they were bad to them, I think it was the point. But, but And then we find out Lee Majors, uh, Mountain Dan, actually was Lawyer Dan. He was a lawyer. And he was, he was in the country because he was getting away from the city. Why do you think I got away from the city? Because I was a lawyer. It's wild. And then uh, Dolly agrees to pay for all the damages, I guess. So it's fine. Uh, Lorna, yeah. Sorry, Lorna. That that iconic name, <laughs> lest I forget. And then they're happily ever after, and she's just going to stay there and raise the children. She's granted temporary custody. And I'm like, where's Smoky Mountain Christmas 2? And she's like... Right, okay. And then this is where the what I brought up earlier. They never go back to the fact that she was missing or kidnapped. Did she ever contact anybody back there? The American public is worried sick that Lorna is dead right, Like, somewhere. if this were to have happened to Dolly Parton That's in insane. 1986... Yeah. Like... 
like would, one of the most famous women in the world at the time. Exactly. Still, yeah. You know? Like, what would you do? You would absolutely. People would be searching for it. Dan Hidea would have called, even though he had a change of heart. Now he's Uncle Dan. Oh, he goes. Judge, they got an uncle. And I'm like, that doesn't help things at all. Oh, my God. And then they have Christmas dinner, all sitting around the table in the cabin. Turkey and, and some sides. It's like, a, it's like a family. There's a portrait taken by the paparazzi guy, and that's how we end our movie. Yeah, never going back to being found that she was missing or kidnapped. It's bonkers, and I love it. I love it. I don't watch it. I haven't watched it in many years. I will not probably watch it next year. I'll probably like let enough time pass where I just don't remember. This is it. a movie to show to other people. This is not. This is a great movie if you are an '80s kid, '70s um, kid, and you like nostalgia and like, oh my god, can you believe this was a story that was on when I was young, and no one batted an eye at any of it. I think kids would actually like it. No. I don't know. I think so because it is so out there. Yeah. And if you say, hey, this is. Uh, this is a fairy tale, a mountain fairy tale, Dolly Parton. Like, if a kid's into Dolly Parton, I mean, I hope kids are still into Dolly Parton. I mean, how can you not be into Dolly Parton? I don't know. I mean, Miley is trying to get her some... Uh, street cred? Some street cred, you know. I never meant to start a war. <laughs> she was on New Year's Eve last year singing Wrecking Ball with Miley Cyrus, and I thought it was ill-advised. It is one of the songs on her latest album, Rockstar, which I do, we did both love. Yes. We listened to the whole album, Ryan and I, and that's not one of the strongest tracks. I don't <laughs> just think her, her voice just, is yeah. not suited for that. Yeah. It sounded a little. And like, all and you, you, the rock album turns out to be a country album. I mean, she can't not really be. Is. She can't not be country. Well, that's the thing. She can't also just be a different character in a movie. She's <laughs> yeah. just herself. Yeah, yeah. Unabashedly, and that person is wonderful. And she's so earnest. And I was also thinking, yes. And there's also something I was thinking today is like, she's so synonymous with Christmas for me. But then I'm like, nah. Why? She's just synonymous with everything. Yeah, yeah. But well. For me, because I love Christmas to Remember, that song is like one of my favorite Christmas songs. Um, I don't know why. It's not the best yeah. song in the world. It's well, just... it's interesting that she never released the songs from this on an album. Like yeah. There was no way you could ever get it until years later. Like recently, she did a holiday album and included just like three of the songs from it. But I remembered them. I remembered the songs and I remembered the lyrics. And I was saying them out loud before she said them. And I was like, wow, that's something. I, I, It's been so long. I mean, I wish that, you know, that it was on a streaming service, that Henry Winkler and Dolly Parton were still getting paid residuals. I, I watched it on YouTube and I feel so bad. But at the same time, it's like, you know, they're not, it's not. I don't think they're they proud don't need of it. it. <laughs> you don't think so? Well, it would have been remastered and re yeah released i'm yeah. sure they look back at that and go Ugh, i don't know i wonder if any of the kids are still friends with dolly if they're still alive unlike chad Steele or whatever his name was <laughs> dolly's <laughs> the only one left right no no well, cooksy is still alive the sam J jasper in the movie is still alive but uh, yeah I, I just wonder because she seems like such a she seems like that type of person i feel like if she met somebody in 1984 yeah. it was probably the, the smallest crew member or whatever that she remembers them to this day. They at least probably get Christmas cards from her. Let's be honest. Yeah, right. Yeah, totally. <laughs> um, but but who knows? I mean, who, uh, she's legendarily generous to her employees at Dollywood. I wonder if, I wonder how many times she hosts people at Dollywood. You know, I've been to Pigeon Forge. Have you? Uh, to Dollywood? Mm -hmm. I've just driven by. I've been to Dollywood. I've 
stayed at a chalet in the Smoky Mountains twice. Um, it is, that's how big a Dolly fans that we all were. Um, and it's beautiful up there. One of the most beautiful things I remember is waking up in the morning and seeing why they call them the Smoky Mountains, seeing all that mist mm -hmm. and the sunrise over it. It's beautiful. Um, and fodder for so many legends and stories and folk tales and things that she is yeah Appalachia wrapped. I mean she did the, that coat of many colors mm -hmm. uh, stuff that was based on her childhood one of my favorite that I'm dolly fanning out for a second but I don't think anybody cares um, one of my favorite things to listen to was her autobiography audiobook that she reads and she tells you the story of her life and she enjoys parts of it she cries in sad parts as she's reading she sings little things as she's coming up with songs. She, I mean, it's an amazing um, listen. I'm sure it's a great read, but if you have the option to have Dolly tell you the story of her life and it, you feel like she's just talking to you, do it. It's incredible. And I'm sure the, the stories of her life and everything else, I know her sister, <laughs> her sister once like outed her somewhere and said she used to pee the bed just to make it warm yep yep <laughs> I'm like but then you get cold real quick yeah. but we were huge uh, dolly fans i mean i i grew up you know in missouri in the country and uh you know country was a big thing and dolly was a huge thing kenny rogers of course uh was huge uh and but for me like i remember growing up and like it was part and parcel <laughs> no pun intended mm -hmm. uh with like the mandrell sisters yeah uh, that whole that whole culture of that uh, the hee haw that was on you know that was all part Grand of Opry. yeah all that time period um, and Jolene I remember the first time I heard the song Jolene I remember the first time I heard that song and I was moved by the song by her voice by what she was doing with the it the storytelling yeah the storytelling it was I was very young and I I yeah she's she's just I I hope that everybody that is younger now gets introduced to Dolly because. It's such a positive force in life, right? And the voice is still one for the ages. This Rockstar album, there are moments of her singing Heart. Like singing, uh, was it Magic Man? Yeah. Like, oh my God, I know the keys are probably changed or whatever, but like she is scrouting her face off. She is 77 years old. And it, I, the instrument is still like sharp as a knife. And... I don't know. She, you know, she also recently said that she she will work until the day she dies. She will perform because she says, "I don't know what I would do if I didn't." Yeah. She r wakes up every day and writes, and she's constantly writing songs. There's going to be a song released after she's dead, like twenty years after she's dead, or something like that. So we'll probably never hear it. But um, yeah, it's it's the the work ethic, the um, personality, the. Everything about her is wonderful. This movie, not so much, but it's enjoyable. It is enjoyable. I mean, just funny in parts when it's not supposed to be funny and funny, you know, when it is supposed to be funny. I think it's really good. But speaking of her continuing to work, we need to get off here because Dolly Parton's Mountain Magic Christmas from last year is going to be on TV. we got to watch that. Oh, I didn't like the Christmas in the square one. <laughs> I don't know about this, but it's all right. It's okay. Even when she missteps, it's kind of fun to watch. You know? Oh, absolutely. And it's not necessarily her misstepping. It's just maybe, eh, not yeah. the best material. And yeah. And I don't think, as long as she's 
putting across that earnestness and that love and that that feeling because that comes across and no She's matter if there it's... for the right reason absolutely if yeah. the material isn't up to par it's what it is Kisara sera please writers out there because so many listen to this i know write some good shit for dolly dolly do silver bells as a hallmark film or an independent film whatever do silver add bells. your own songs to it if you want we'd love it yeah <laughs> all right this has been our Christmas podcast about Dolly Parton. Just kidding. Smoky Mountain Christmas. Um, thank you for listening. Bye. Bye-bye. Happy holidays. Thanks so much for listening to this episode. If you want to learn more about us, please visit www.connorsmithmusicals.com. That's Connor with an E-R. Please follow us on social media on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok and Patreon under Connor and Smith. Again, Connor and Smith with an ER. Please rate, review, subscribe to this podcast. It helps us out so much. Share it where you share things, post it where you post things. We are so appreciative to all of you for following us on this journey and happy holidays to you all.